0: Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella, and today we're continuing a two part series in body literacy. And today I'm joined by Ellen Dolgen, who's here to talk to us about a topic you guys have been beating down my door about. We are talking about perimenopause, menopause, and HRT hormone replacement therapy. Hey, Ellen, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm really happy to have you here, actually, because for some reason, whatever reason, it's so interesting. People ask for topics sort of in waves. And I have had a wave of people very recently asking me to find an expert to talk to them and just sort of get real about this topic and increase our literacy, like I said, in this area, in this challenging, not always fun area that we know is perimenopause and menopause.
1: Well, I'm happy to be
0: part of the Ella Club. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. We welcome you with open arms. Well, here's what I know about you, Ellen. I know that you're an author, a blogger, a speaker. I know that you are a health and wellness and menopause awareness advocate. And I also know that you're the founder and president of Menopause Mondays, and we'll talk more about that. But in general, that you help women learn how to understand perimenopause and menopause in a style that we can relate to. Like, I know that you can have a little fun with me, which is why I wanted to have you on the show, Ellen. Tell me something. How did you get here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's not over-exaggerate. I'm not the most famous vagina
0: around, but, <laughs> um,
1: but my- Kim
0: Kardashian and then you.
1: <laughs> my vagina does get around. I'm just talking about menopause. That's a way. But you know, the truth is that this is my encore career. And when I say that, I'm telling you, I fell into it naturally because I was in my forties and suddenly I was in a business meeting and I couldn't think- clearly. And I sort of freaked out. My husband and I worked together. So, you know, he sort of finished my sentence and, you know, no one thought much of it, but it kept happening. So this kind of brain fog kind of rolled in on me Mm. suddenly. And then I became sleepless. That was disconcerting because I was like a world-class sleeper. In fact, I could fall asleep in the middle of a dinner party or at a public event.
0: That's a hard one skill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: My family was always, oh, mom's going to sleep. Here she goes. (laughs) You know, if it was boring, the speaker was boring, I'm gone. So it was a little bizarre for me to be sleepless. And then I had these emotional highs and lows, and I had no idea what was going on, actually. I thought I was in the early stages of Alzheimer's, and I was freaked out. So it took me about three years to find out that I was in perimenopause. Mm. Never heard the word, didn't know what it was. I mean, honestly, I never focused on menopause. I was in my 40s. So, you know, I've kind of thought one day I'd wake up, I'd probably be in my 60s and my period would stop and I would be in menopause. And honestly, who would be upset about that? (laughs) I mean, my period has gone on every vacation we have ever gone on (laughs) and it was uninvited. (laughs) So, you know, I didn't think a thing about it and uh, didn't correlate it to menopause at all until one day I was at a dinner party at a friend's house who was a retired gynecologist. And I'm in the kitchen helping Joe with the dishes. And all of a sudden I burst out in tears. Oh, yeah, that was another thing that was happening to me. Mm. You know, like a lot of tears for no reason, sort of like PMS squared kind of emotions. Anyway, so he said, Ellen, what's the matter? I said, I have no idea. I can't think. I can't sleep. I have these emotional highs and lows. I'm crying in your kitchen. I don't even know who I am. (laughs) He says, you're starting perimenopause. I said, what is that? And that's how my career began.
0: So So, this motivated you to learn more about it because it was such a mystery to you and it inspired you to help other people?
1: Well, it was even more than that. Uh, When I realized how quickly I could get help, and be functional, I got mad. Like, why didn't anybody Mm. talk to me about this? Why didn't my mom talk to me about it? Why didn't the health educators talk to me about it? Why don't I know a thing about this? A smart woman, I I don't understand. So I, you know, what does a woman do when she's really mad? She sits down and writes a book with her son. My My son is a great writer. He also is a supervising producer and a script writer. So he's a great writer. And I called him up. I said, look, I've written a book. I sort of penciled it out. I didn't even know how to work the computer properly. Mm-hmm. I penciled it out and um, had it on paper old school. And it was about 10 years ago. And uh, I said, I really want to, you know, put it in book form. I, other women need to know what to do. This is ridiculous. And they need it in layperson speak, like not from a doctor or a scientist, because it's above my, our head. Don't give me the technical side. Just tell me how I'm supposed to feel better. You know, that's was my concern. So I laid out all the papers on the floor. You know, he was visiting from New York and he goes, Mom, this is the book on the floor here? I said, yeah, this is the chapters. I don't know how to put it together. He said, first of all, Mom, we got to get it on a computer. Anyhow, <laughs> so began my career and we self-published our first book. It got picked up by Hyperion Voice, a division of Disney ABC. And then eventually I decided to do my ebook, which is available right now on my website, ellendolgen.com. So that's how I began my career. And now I'm full-time in the vagina business.
0: Well, you know, there's a pretty large target market. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Well, let me tell you what actually inspired me to reach out to you finally. As I said, I've gotten questions on Facebook. People are asking me to cover this. So thanks, guys, when you left me a message on Facebook. I promise you I read those. I got an email from Carrie A, and then I got this longer email from Chrissy V, and this is what she says, and I think this really sums up where a lot of people are, Ellen. She says, the whole peri-slash-menopause thing is pretty scary, annoying, and frustrating. I personally need to figure out the whole thing, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are 40-plus years and need support in that area as well. Maybe there's a hormone pro out there you could talk to and get us all the important facts, what to test for. I'm being faced with options and I really don't know which way to go. Low dose of birth control to regulate cycles, bioidentical hormones, compounding pharmacy or regular pharmacy, patch pill creams, or do you bag all of that and focus on diet, sleep, and exercise? Is taking these hormones dangerous? Is it life-changing and will keep us strong and fit? Can we try that route and then stop if it's not working or will that mess up our hormones even more? And she goes on. But the reason I share that is because a lot of people aren't 40 or 50, Ellen, and they don't realize all of these changes that they're facing. So this podcast is for not just for people who are dealing with this, but it's just about creating that literacy that we're lacking because, frankly, a lot of us don't know that we're headed here.
1: Oh, definitely. Because most people think
0: that menopause is, happens when you're old. It does. And it sounds like an old lady thing that happens. You don't yeah. have to worry about it. You don't have your period anymore. It's fine the end. And it's, wow, so much more than that.
1: It is. And But the thing is, I just want to say, women don't need to be nervous or scared or worried about this mm-hmm. time in your life. I mean, I'm now going to be 64. And I can tell you that I feel great. And I once I got the help I needed... I didn't have all these issues. So, you know, that's the point that women can become their own health advocate and find the help they need. So, let me just say this, all of those questions are answered in my weekly blog which is at ellendolgen.com called Menopause Mondays. Okay. As a oh, matter okay. of fact, a feedspot just nominated me. I'm number 1 on the 50 list, the list of 50 menopause blogs. I'm number one.
0: Good for you. This from a woman who didn't know how to turn her uh, computer on. That's amazing. That is exactly.
1: And by the way, I never thought I was a good writer. The funniest thing is that to me is that I'm an author. When people say I'm an author, I kind of giggle. Like I never thought of myself as a good writer. But anyway, these are the questions that she asks are brilliant and also extremely common. And that is why I interview doctors and scientists. I interview the head of North American Menopause Society. I go to the conventions and I write my blogs in layperson speak so women can read the information as it comes in. I keep up on the information. Mm -hmm. You don't have to Google search all these menopause stuff. I'm doing it. And I give it to you every Monday so that you can understand it. And so that's my mission, basically. So she can go on my website. She can search hormone therapy. She can search fertility questions. She, What tests well, should I easy. ask well, my doctor for? It's very yeah. simple.
0: Okay, fantastic. So Ellen, what we'll do is we'll let people who need to deep dive into these topics, we'll just direct them to your blog. And then what yep. I'd love to do today is just... Kind of do menopause 101 with you, just so everybody understands what we're talking about, what they can expect, and then some of the universal truth that you have found in your work. How's that sound?
1: That's perfect. Uh, Just so you uh, listeners know, um, everything on my website is free, so there's no cost involved. So I really, I want everyone to have the knowledge.
0: That's amazing. Okay, we'll get the word out about that for sure. Now tell me this, what is menopause? Well, you are officially
1: in menopause when you've been without a period for 12 consecutive months. So let's say your period starts getting, you know, sparse. Maybe it's not coming every 28 days anymore. Maybe it's coming every three months. You know, no, it has to be 12 consecutive months. Why is that important? Because if you haven't had a period for six months and then it shows up, You are not in menopause. You can still get pregnant. So I stress this, you know, there are a lot of, you know, children, all of a sudden women starting to be pregnant and later in life and sometimes not so planned. So I stress this because, you know, it happened to me. I mean, my period was gone for six months and then decided to show up when I was wearing a white dress in the middle of a barbecue at my house every woman's nightmare. So don't throw out the tampons. Don't get rid of anything until 12 consecutive months. Then you're in menopause.
0: Well, then what is perimenopause? Okay,
1: perimenopause is the 6 to 10 years before you reach
0: menopause. Oh.
1: This is the part where a lot of the symptoms start happening and you're wondering who you are and if an alien has taken over your body and you know, I was sort of not sure if I even wanted to wake up to me
0: anymore. I was like, "Ugh, <laughs> well, ugh I'm annoying. <laughs> yeah, I really
1: was. I was not myself. And uh, so it's important for women to take note that these are normal changes that can happen as your hormones start fluctuating. They start changing. The estrogen levels start dipping. And the symptoms can be both physical and emotional. So it's important for women to understand that perimenopause starts really early. For some women, even as early as 38, but most women mid-40s because the average age of menopause is 51. So do the math. Ten years, six to ten years before, you could start having symptoms in your early 40s.
0: Ugh. Well, I don't know, but I would imagine that you almost don't really know that you're in perimenopause until you're much closer to menopause. And you're like, oh, that's what this party has been because it involves things that also sound like you know symptoms of having your period which are breast tenderness you know you have PMS lower sex drive fatigue maybe some irregular periods and mood swings and trouble sleeping and i know that it might be hard to understand that part of the reason you're having these is because you're in perimenopause until you're like much further down the road do you find that that's the case well here's
1: what i would say your normal menstrual symptoms you sort of know what they are, right? Sure. It's been going on for a long time. But when things start to escalate up a notch and new symptoms maybe sprout out, you know? Like maybe you weren't aren't sleepless in when you're having a period, but now you're having a little bit of insomnia, maybe you your emotional highs and lows last a couple of days, mm-hmm. maybe you have a little bit of PMS, but now they're not going away. Or, you know, you've got some stiffness, aches and pains you never had in your joints or, you know, you've got vaginal dryness or, you know, you're just weepy more often than you used to be. Like maybe, you know, me, I used to get emotional like the first few days of my period and then I was fine. This is a definite notch up. So and most women want to ignore it because to be frank, you know, we think it's our job to be fine all the time and we don't pay attention to what we're feeling because we're busy worrying about everybody else at our job, our children, our boyfriend, our lover, our you know, husband, whatever, you know, we are the caregivers. So, you know, this is a time in your life where you really have to pay attention to yourself because you want to take note and do something about it. So you don't end up like me, you know, thinking you had Alzheimer's, not being able to function at work and crying in your friend's house kitchen their kitchen. You know, it's just not necessary.
0: I've mentioned a few symptoms of perimenopause. Let's go in order here. Let's talk about perimenopause and then menopause. So if you start to experience these symptoms of perimenopause, and again, I shared some of them. Is there anything that you would want to add to that list? You've shared several as well.
1: Yeah, I think it would be helpful is for your listeners to go at ellendolgen.com. I have a menopause symptoms chart. Okay. They can download it. They can print it. Sure. And here's my recommendation. If you have a lot of marks on this chart after you start charting, possibly you're in perimenopause and you should find a menopause specialist and get checked out. Because if you're having issues, the time to handle it is in the beginning, not waiting until it's extreme. So, but you know, I have it divided up into physical and emotional symptoms. And, you know, here's some of the mental symptoms. You can have memory loss. You can have mood swings, depression. That's a big one. And if you go to your gynecologist and you tell them you're depressed and they first off put you on an antidepressant, Mm -hmm. please do not take that yet. Go find out where you are in your menopausal journey. Get menopause hormone tests. I have them on my website because you may not need that antidepressant. But a lot of physicians just want to shut up women and give them something to, you know, make it go away. Mm -hmm. If you already are on medication, you're depressed, you might feel, you know, that you're still drooping, your emotional moods are, are dipping, you know, you may, you may need to tweak that. So, I mean, if you need medicine, you should be on it. But if you've never been on antidepressant medicine and you're perimenopausal age, Get your hormones checked first. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You can have increased anxiety, feeling withdrawn, weeping, crying, and sobbing, feeling grumpy, bursts of anger even, some women do because the hormones can dip. And, you know, loss of libido, that's a joyful one. (laughs) And uh, physical symptoms would be hot flashes, you know, night sweats, insomnia, exhaustion, PMS like bloating, uh, swollen breasts, you know, sometimes women even start having acne. That's really not fun. And migraines, a lot of women experience uh, hormonal migraines, heart palpitations, weight gain. That's, you know, a big one. I mean, one day I just woke up and I was a member of the sisterhood of the shrinking pants. I'm like, who is shrinking my pants? I don't understand. I mean, I'm calling the cleaners. I'm checking. I'm not, I know I don't put them in the dryer. I don't know what's going on. And because your metabolism does slow down when you go through Mm. menopause, that's a whole nother topic, but easy to handle just to be sure that your listeners aren't freaking now. And also, you know, some women have bladder issues and discharge. And the big one is vaginal dryness. And that of course is when sex hurts and If sex hurts, you don't want to have it. So you want to understand if that's going on, what to do too.
0: Well, this sounds like a real picnic. I can't wait. (laughs)
1: What the point is, I hate telling everybody all the symptoms only because they get freaked out. But many women experience one or two, maybe three or four. Some women breeze through this time in their life. I'm telling you, they do. Hold on to those genes because they can be fantastic genes.
0: Oh, I'm certain I will not be one of them. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely
1: was not one of them. Don't panic because the point I'm trying to make is when you educate yourself on the possible symptoms you may experience, then you can learn what to do about them.
0: As always, and that's something we preach a lot on the On Air with Ella show, is just that information and information applied truly is power. It's wandering around in the a desert of misinformation or no information at all that is actually to your detriment. But but truly, truly, we can learn from people who know and who have done better, such as yourself. And so please enlighten us. If people are in, we're still in perimenopause now, if people are relating to those symptoms and they go to your site and they check out the symptom checker and they're like, yeah, I think I might be spending some time here. What should they be doing in order to facilitate a better experience now and as they actually go into menopause, Ellen?
1: Okay. So now if you have marks on this chart, it's time to find a menopause specialist. I cannot stress this enough. You need a partner in this menopause business. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. If you broke your knee, would you go to a dentist? Unlikely. Okay. So if you're starting perimenopause find a menopause specialist, don't go to your regular healthcare provider, or even the gynecologist who delivered your babies, ask if there's a menopause specialist in the office, because you want the doctor who is up on the latest information and studies, who can help you properly and create an individualized program for you. So, you know, don't just say, oh, you know, this is just menopause or You know, it's no big deal. I can power through it. No, you know, reach out and get the help you need and deserve to help you find a menopause specialist. I have a menopause directory on my website. These are doctors and nurse practitioners who have been recommended by the sisterhood all over the United States. And I think even the UK who have found help through these healthcare professionals. I have not vetted them that women have found help. That's how they're on this doctor Mm -hmm, directory. mm -hmm. But I also have under resources, a whole list of ways that one can find a menopause specialist. Like you can go to the North American Menopause Society website. They certify doctors and train them. That'll help you. You can ask a doctor you think is terrific to help you find a menopause specialist. You can talk to med students. You can call um pharmacist and say, Do you have oh, a list of Oh, menop- That's a good idea. Yeah, you have a list of menopause specialists. You know, there's lots of things you can do. It's all under resources on my website. It's definitely doable.
0: Okay, so- that's great because we have a lot of listeners in Canada, in the UK, and Australia, as well as other countries. And so What you can do is you can look at the index that Ellen's mentioning, and you can also just use the same principles to do your own search wherever you may be. So that's actually really, really helpful. Ellen, thank you.
1: Yes. And the North American Menopause Society is also a great place. They have a doctor directory of their certified doctors. So that's a great place too.
0: Okay. Very cool. Okay. So is there anything else that you recommend that we do lifestyle-wise or habits-wise when we discover that we may be in this phase?
1: Well, depending on your symptoms, there's a lot of things you can do yourself proactively. For example, let's say you're gaining weight. I recommend that you understand that at this point in your life, that your metabolism may drop a little. So, you know, take an inventory of, of what you do regularly. Maybe, you know, notch it down a little bit. Maybe only have one glass of wine, maybe instead of two or three. You know, eat smaller portions and maybe exercise a little more. I mean, that's all it takes, really. But don't let it get to the point where you've put on 30 pounds and then you're miserable. You know, be aware early that your metabolism starts to change a little bit. And you can do these simple changes to help you. If you are having hot flashes or night sweats, a lot of women find that if they cut back on caffeine, that can help. Also, drinking can bring on a hot flash. So I suggest trying you know—one each of these things one at a time because you don't need to do all of them at once because you don't know which one was the culprit. But uh, caffeine can bring on a hot flash. Spicy foods can bring on a hot flash. Alcohol can bring on a hot flash or increase your hot flashes. So cut down one at a time. Do your own little test. So, these are lifestyle things, changes that you can make, which are not that complicated. I mean, luckily for me, I did not have increased hot flashes with alcohol. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> you're like, there, there is a God.
1: <laughs> there is a God. So, I decided okay, I need to find a program that's a healthy eating program, not a diet. Screw the diets, they don't work. Honestly, I think we need to learn to eat so that we can go out. Have fun. I mean, I'm not interested in changing my fun uh, meter and scaling it down. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, I don't have kids at home. My kids are having kids. My daughter's got a baby. I'm a grandma. I just want to have fun. So I realized that if I ate my protein the size of my palm instead of the whole hand, I was Mm -hmm. eating the whole thing and added more fruits and vegetables to my daily routine. I mean, I lost 15 pounds right away. My husband lost 30, and we've never gained them back. So we still eat that way. We don't
0: count. I don't add and subtract. Speaking of fun, cuz right now this sounds pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm ki- I'm kind of sort of kidding. Okay, but Yeah. What about sex? Because a lot of women find yeah. that their sex drive is lowered and they even find you mentioned dryness. I mean, oh, that sounds terrible. So, what do you recommend or what do you know works well for people. And again, we're still in paramount menopause. We'll get to menopause, but I imagine this category is probably the same for both phases. Like, what do you tell women and what do you see working? Because again, I know that a lot of people complain of a lower sex drive and they complain of dryness, which is very, very uncomfortable for them. And so what right. do you recommend or what do you see working? Okay, well, I have lots of
1: information on my website and in my ebook about this because it's a big issue. So here's the thing. First, I want to say, This is fixable, okay? It's not fixable if you continue to ignore it. It won't get fixed Mm -hmm. on its own. So you have to become proactive about these things, not embarrassed to talk about it, not only with your menopause specialist, but also with your partner, because you don't want your partner to personalize this and think you're no longer interested in oh, he or Oh, good point, see, yeah. He or C, you know, I mean, lesbians, there are two women going through this often at the same time, you know, in a relationship. Well, so That
0: sounds like a total picnic.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you need to be honest with both your partner and your menopause specialist. Now, here's a list of things, and every woman is different. Some women need all three of these things, and some women need one. So first one would start out if you're finding that Sex hurts and, and you're dry. First, you might want to start out with a lubricant, which is something that you use only when you're having sex.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, it's like lubricating a car, just you're lubricating it sure. before you have sex.
0: Hashtag coconut oil. Okay, go on. Yeah, coconut oil is <laughs> great.
1: I have a list of uh, women's favorite ones on my website. Okay. You know, I, I asked the sisterhood, they provide. The other thing is there are moisturizers out there. A moisturizer, like we spend so much energy and time buying stuff for our face. I mean, I don't know about you, but my drawers like runneth over. But all these things that are going to keep me from wrinkling. Well, we moisturize our face day and night, right? And so some women get help if they start to use a moisturizer, a vaginal moisturizer. So again, I have some of these on my website that women find helpful. But if you're really dry... I got to tell you, you really have to get local estrogen therapy.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: And that is a prescription and it works fantastic and it is localized in the vagina. So it's not the same as taking an oral pill or, or a patch. It's not called systemic hormone therapy, which would be the patch and the pill and, and the cream that you put on your hand or your body. This is just inside the vagina It's put locally in there plumps up and causes, you know, the tissue to be less dry. So cuz when it comes to the vagina, plump is in and you want that. You want that moisture and
0: plumpness. Yeah, that makes sense. So
1: you need that. So it basically revitalizes that and the North American Menopause Society recently came out with a new statement on this and they actually are saying that women who are cancer survivors can use local estrogen therapy and And not be sexless for the rest of their lives. So I think it's really great for your listeners to understand that. And a lot, most women need it at some point. I'm going to be, you know, share that most women do.
0: Okay. I didn't even know that existed. I'd never, ever heard the words local estrogen therapy. So I've already learned something.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm glad I'm, I'm helping somebody because honestly, I didn't know anything about it either.
0: Yeah. And I mean, again, even for those of us who aren't there yet, this is just invaluable.
1: Well, let me just give you a clue when, if you find that you would rather mop the kitchen floor, clean out your doors or clean your bathroom and get in bed with your lover, it's a clue you might need to get checked for vaginal dryness.
0: All right, I hear you. <laughs> okay, Ellen, yeah. so what about libido? Okay, so you know, as
1: we talked about, dry vagina can cause a crashing libido, but so can a, a plummeting testosterone level, and women have testosterone and need testosterone also, so I suggest you get checked you have your testosterone levels checked in addition to being checked for a dry vagina, which is a, was obviously a, you know, a gynecological visit. So you get a blood test and you also have to get in the stirrups.
0: Do you have any good news for us, Ellen?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I tell you the good news is that it's all fixable. So I know.
0: Okay. So this raises the question, the estrogen, the testosterone, the progesterone, like, This is where it gets really murky. All the hormone replacement therapy options, bioidentical hormones, you know, compounding versus non-compounding, like what on earth is a girl to do (laughs) when she needs to evaluate her choices here? Can you just talk to us about hormone therapy?
1: Oh, yeah. It's a really, unfortunately, really difficult topic for many women to listen to because, If you recall, in 2002, the Women's Health Initiative came out with a study that they did that scared women half to death off their hormones. You know, they reported that the hormone therapy that our mothers were on, which was oral, uh, was, you know, causing heart disease and breast cancer. And it has really been my mission now in 2017, we're still trying to convince women to hear the facts about A, what was wrong with that study, B, what the second half of the study reported that no one listened to, Hmm. and C, that the hormones available today are completely different to what our mothers took. So um, all these things have caused me to write enormous amounts of blogs on this where I've interviewed doctors and scientists I even have a blog from Professor Langer, who was one of the scientists on the study. And, you know, he says that the second half of the trial was omitted from the published study. And that part was reported Hmm. two years later and showed that HRT reduced the risk of breast cancer and heart attacks in women under the age of 60. So let me repeat that. HRT reduced the risk of breast cancer and heart disease in women under the age of 60. So, you know, he's frustrated because women aren't listening. And because of this, women are suffering with hot flashes, night sweats, insomnia, joint pain, anxiety, depression. You know, I mean, a lot of women have been untreated for 15 years. Well, it's no crime. wonder
0: we're so confused.
1: It's a crime. It's an absolute crime. it, It makes me so mad because I know what it feels like to have all those symptoms. I had them all. And thank God I didn't listen. I listened to the gynecologist who was putting his arm around me, who said, Ellen, here's what I want you to do. Found me a menopause specialist. I got put on bioidentical hormone replacement immediately. My patch my oral prometrium, which is a progesterone, bioidentical, meaning identical to what my body makes. And I'm gonna tell you, no one's ripping it off me. I feel great. So thankfully, I interviewed all these people and I know the facts. So here's what we know today. And I've written a blog on it, a couple blogs on it, and just one recently that you should read that, you know, just came out from the North American Menopause Society. We know that the best time for women to start hormones, if she's having symptoms, remember, if you're fine, you're Mm -hmm, fine. mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: like don't go get on stuff if you don't need it. But if a woman starts having symptoms, her body is struggling with the decline of hormones. Go to see your menopause specialist. We know you want to get help before the age of 60. So don't wait until you're older and having horrible symptoms. Do it sooner. Because you get more bang for your buck. You get more osteoporosis protection, heart disease protection, all these things we need estrogen for to stay healthy. After the age of 60, it's not really recommended that you start for the first time, start hormones. Because why? Because if you have not been on hormones for all those years, what's happened is you could have some plaque buildup. Mm. In, and, and if you start taking hormones, it could break off and cause a thrombosis. So if you want to be conservative, you want to start your hormone replacement therapy when you're young. So you don't get buildup.
0: How does someone know when it is the right time for them to start? I feel like you don't have this insight until the ship has sailed.
1: Well, not really, because that's why I'm, I'm glad to be talking to you and your listeners who are young. So you're not gonna be like my generation, I'm gonna be 64 in September, okay? My generation really had no idea about perimenopause and the fact that we needed to start this before the age of 60. And so often women were such a basket case before they finally found a menopause specialist. I'm telling you and your listeners, keep my menopause symptoms chart around You start having symptoms, don't lie about it to yourself or on the chart, but, you know, be honest, Mm -hmm. get a menopause specialist, get the help early, because that's what the science shows. The sooner you get the help, the healthier you're going to be.
0: So interesting. Who should not be taking hormone replacement therapy?
1: Well, I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell women what to do or what not to do. But your menopause specialist will know. For example, you know, if you are a cancer survivor, Mm -hmm. you know, you might not be a candidate for systemic, which is the patch, the pill, or a cream. You can take local estrogen therapy, though. You don't have to be sexless. That's the new news. But you might not be a candidate for hormone therapy. And there are other things you can do for your hot flashes, by the way, that can help with that, too. There are other products out there, et cetera. So, you know, don't feel like, oh my God, I got to be dripping all day and night. But for those questions should be best answered, like who's a candidate by your menopause specialist and or your oncologist if you're a cancer survivor. For me, there's so much heart disease in my family. I'm so happy and thankful that I was I was put on
0: bioidentical
1: hormone therapy early because it's kept my cholesterol down and my arteries clean. So-
0: What do you see working for people who decide not to go that route? Do you work with anybody or speak with people who decide not to go with the bioidentical hormones and they pursue, I mean, I don't even know what a natural method would even look like, Ellen. So you'll have to tell me what that protocol even would be.
1: Well, again, I'm very careful when I recommend products because I can't vet them. But I did interview the oncologist at Yale Cancer Center for a blog on breast cancer and menopause, because mm-hmm. if a woman has gone through breast cancer and and has had any estrogen stripping drugs, she immediately goes into menopause, even if she's you know thirty. I mean, it doesn't matter what age. but well, yeah, because as soon as they start stripping you of estrogen, you're going to go into menopause as soon as you have a as soon as you have a hysterectomy, you're going to go into menopause. So women don't need to understand that. so, Basically, I asked the oncologists at Yale Cancer Center, what, what do they recommend for their uh, cancer survivors if they start having hot flashes? And, you know, you can, there are some SSRIs and antidepressants, low dose that can help. And also there's a product that they recommend called Remifemin, which you can get online. That is uh, what they consider the purest form of black cohosh. And it helps a lot of women. So, so not even, you know, women who are so anti-hormone therapy could obviously try that one too. Black cohosh, Remy Femin.
0: Spell that for me. Uh, R-E-M-F-E-M-I-N. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. And um, it, so it helps women. I mean, it's not going to help your depression. It's not going to help emotion. It's going to help with uh, hot flashes.
0: Okay, so we've talked a little bit about. Well, you talked a little bit about the myths that are perpetuated around bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. You gave us some tools and tips for people who want to pursue maybe a more, what they would consider a more natural method. What else do you have to say about, you know, just this whole endeavor? Because I know I don't understand the dilemma, Ellen. But I know some people are trying to figure out whether they should have theirs compounded at a compounding pharmacy if they do pursue the HRT route or they buy the standard. Can you explain the problem statement there and then what you like to tell people about that?
1: Okay. So, again, choices that you make with your menopause specialist. But yeah. um, I will. what I know is that there are FDA-approved bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. There is. I'm on it. It's FDA approved. There also are compounding pharmacies, not FDA approved. However, they do have some, you know, regulations that they have to follow. And, you know, I have a blog about that, which I go into detail on. So just search my site, compounding pharmacy, and I'll go, it'll explain some of these things where I interview actually a woman's compounding pharmacy. It's all women there. And, and they make the hormone replacement to fit your individual needs. So for some women, maybe the FDA approved drugs are too much or it doesn't work or whatever. Compounding pharmacies are very important. I know that's a big controversy about it, but they are regulated and they do have a certain certification which you should ask for. And so, you know, it's not like, you know, going to somebody in their garage, making something up for you. So, you know, but there are choices. And I think the more choices women have, the better it is because everything doesn't work for everybody. Also, if you need testosterone replacement, you're going to get it from a compounding pharmacy. Some women get their local estrogen therapy tablets from a compounding pharmacy because they want estradiol and a little testosterone in there. You know, it depends on your menopause specialist and what they are the most comfortable using. I personally want to say that whatever you do, go the bioidentical hormone route, meaning whatever drugs you're going to take, make sure they're identical to what your body makes.
0: Okay. All right. Very interesting. And yes, it's neither Ellen nor I are doctors or even health practitioners, but Really Ellen, it's just very interesting to understand anecdotally what you're learning and I know you are talking to the experts and then, you know, you've had this experience. So, we understand we're just learning from your experience and and I think people are going to find this really really helpful. Tell us what else we can find in your menopause book because I'm going to link to this Menopause Mondays The Girlfriend's Guide to Surviving and Thriving During Perimenopause and Menopause and Ellen, I understand that you offer that at the low, low price of free right now.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. Because I'm going to tell you why I started to do that. I started to get emails from women all over the world who really, they couldn't afford my book, you know? So I was buying my own book. Shipping it all over the world. My husband finally sat me down. And he said, You know what? This is not a good business model. <laughs> and so I said, Yeah, you're right. So I called my son. I said, We need to write a free ebook. And so I'm going to write it and then he edits and whatever. So there you go. I now have a free ebook. It's called Menopause Mondays The Girlfriend's Guide to Surviving and Thriving During Perimenopause and Menopause. And in the book, we divide everything up by symptom. So let's say you really don't want to read a whole book about menopause. I mean, there's not any sex in it. Sorry. Uh, But, you know, you might want to set, you might have trouble with weight gain. Go to chapter seven. You might, you don't know how to find a menopause specialist. Go to chapter 13. You know, you don't have to read the whole book if you don't want to. You're worried about osteoporosis. Go to chapter 24, heart disease or thyroid issues, which, by the way, Get your thyroid checked, because many women start perimenopause with thyroid issues. So get your thyroid checked as part of your hormone panel. And um, so you can just look up all these symptoms. And, you know, as a matter of fact, there's incontinence and in urinary tract symptoms. I'm actually doing a, writing a blog right now about incontinence. Because a lot of women have, you know, a lot of children mm-hmm. or find that when their vagina starts to get dry, they can also leak and, you know, they they used to run and jog and now they're uncomfortable. And, you know, so I'm writing a blog right now with, and talking to pelvic floor, uh, physical therapists and specialists, uh, what a woman should find and do to ha- fix that problem. Again, that's fixable, but most women don't know that. And they're embarrassed to talk about it.
0: Ellen, this has been very, very illustrative. <laughs> what am I not asking you that I should be asking you? Before. Honey, I don't
1: know. I think you've asked me everything. I mean, my husband calls me the vagina whisperer. I sort of, <laughs> I, I can stand in the grocery store at the car wash line. Honest to God, I know exactly who's suffering from menopause. You know, I'm on the airplane and I'm sitting next to a woman. This is a great story I can just finish with. But I'm typing. I'm finishing my book, so I'm typing away on my laptop. And she looks at me and she goes, "Are you going to type the whole flight to New York?" And I said. Yeah, I was sort of, you know, hoping to. I have five hours, five and a half hours. I'm I'm writing a book on menopause. She goes, it's about menopause? And I said, yeah. She goes, oh my God. I. And then that's the whole trip. Of course I knew because <laughs> she was so grumpy. I mean, obviously it was hormonal. You know, who is bothered by somebody typing? Also, another clue you're in perimenopause is when you look at your partner and they're chewing their food wrong could be that you're in perimenopause. I mean, everything bugs you. That's another- I, may,
0: I may have been in perimenopause for the past 15 years.
1: <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, don't, I think we've covered everything. The truth is there is nothing to be embarrassed about. I want to leave your listeners with three things. First of all, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. 6,000 women or something like that enter menopause every day. It's a huge number. Millions of women are in menop- perimenopause and menopause in our country. Number two do not hide, trust how you feel. And number three, get the help you need and deserve.
0: I could not have said it better myself, Ellen. Thank you so much for this. And thank you for contributing to our body literacy.
1: You're welcome. It was so fun. And anytime, give me a call. I'd love to come back and chat more about the vagina.
0: Guys, you heard it from her. Send in your questions and we will get them answered. You know how to hit me up. Ellen, thank you so much.